this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Donnie Most, welcome to Music Stories. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, Tony. Thanks. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Well, very nice to meet you as well. I'm talking to you uh, with you in Colorado, which is a beautiful place to be. And yeah. so that's good. Um, I want to talk to you about um, your music and a little bit about your career as well. And of course, okay. most people know know you as Ralph. Yes, <laughs> that's yes, right. that's that's the uh, that's the truth. Most people will know me as Ralph Mal from Happy Days, um, but. Uh, but more and more people are getting to know me from a lot of. I've been doing a lot of other other stuff. Yeah, stuff. but I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm going to annoy you by playing a little couple of seconds of the theme tune just to remind people about Happy Days. <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to search for that and I downloaded the song, um, but it instantly came back to me because I used to watch Happy Days. Um, which you were Ralph in, as we just said. And uh, the Fonz, of course, with uh, Henry Winkler. He's, I understand he's 77 now and still uh, going strong, just about clinging to the wreckage like we all are. <laughs> sorry, say, say, that, say that one more time. I'm sorry. I'll have to do something. Yeah, Henry's still going strong, that's for sure. He's been uh, touring around a lot. I think it has a new book, a memoir coming out um, uh, in October, and it's going to be all over the country. And and he's uh, yeah, he's led uh, Dynamo. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and do you know? I will start talking about you in a minute. Don't worry. Um, what I what <laughs> I remember most about uh, those episodes, so they were very funny, of course. They were brilliantly written and acted. But what I remember is um, the clip where where. Um, the Fonz was in the bathroom and he gets a comb out to comb his hair mm -hmm. and then he stops because he considers it being perfect enough as it is. And I, I, I just, right. oh, wait, do you know, I do that sometimes just for a laugh, <laughs> just to make people laugh. <laughs> I know that that was a great moment. Um, that was during the very first episode, the pilot episode. I remember it very vividly because I, I wasn't, um, I was done with my scenes for the day but I wanted to hang around and watch. And I went to, and I, they, they had the scene in the bathroom, in the bathroom set. And I went over there and I was watching and uh, I saw how it evolved because it wasn't supposed to be that way wow. in the script. It, in the script, he was supposed to comb his hair. But, uh, <laughs> but Henry was telling the director, it's such a cliche, you know, for that kind of character to be combing his hair. And he said, I don't, it's just too much of a cliche. And they said, well, what are you going to do? You know, we've got to do something. He said, I don't know. And let's see what happens. Or, and then and then that moment happened. And it was it was like, wow. It was, <laughs> I saw like the birth of the character, you know, yeah. right then. And Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so what was it like uh, working on the set and uh, filming? Because it went on for years, didn't it? It was very successful, Happy Days. Oh, yes. Um, you know, we by the third season, we became number one and stayed there for a while and stayed in the top five for years and uh the show ran 11 seasons 
Um, I did the first seven and then my contract was up and, and um, yeah, everyone's contract uh, was up for renewal. And, and that after that season, myself and Ron Howard decided uh, that we were moving on, you know, seven seasons was, was a lot. And, um, yeah, sure. and it was time to uh, do some other things. So um, I did seven of the 11 seasons. That's incredible. Amazing. Do you get fed up with people like me asking you questions about happy days all the time? <laughs> oh, no, no, not, not oh, really. Well. I mean, I, I understand it and I embrace it. And uh, I know we're going to talk about other things as well. So yeah. it's okay. Okay, good. Well, it's just sort of what we call in the film industry an establishing shot. <laughs> to, yeah, to sort of remind people who 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 you are, who you were, and so on, before we move on to greater and better things, because you've done so much more after Happy Days, haven't you? And I've, I've done a little teeny weeny bit of research, and mm-hmm. you've been in lots of films. You've been in Glee, and something I didn't know is that you've been in Star Trek. Yes, yeah, I did a two part two parter where I played sort of the. Uh, the, the villain of the piece, if you will, I played a doctor who had this uh, this this devious plan. Uh, the, 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 there was a shortage of workforce on this planet, so um, my character uh, came up with this idea that we they were like kidnapping people and brainwashing them, and then so they could put them into the workforce. Wow. So I was the mastermind of that. So um, a, a very different role. And uh, it was great, uh, you know, that I, that's what I had to do when I left the show is start getting, uh, pick, picking away at uh, getting so I could do other things and have a, you know, career where uh, you could p- play a variety of roles over a period of time. And, and that was my, my big ambition. And um, I was able to, you know, it was, it was hard at first. It was, it was difficult. But I kept at it, and I was able to to sort of break open that 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 door, and uh, and play. then I went on after that to do a lot of roles uh, in independent films as well, where I played a alcohol semi alcoholic retired baseball player, alienated with his son, um, and and and, and many many independent films and a lot of other TV as you mentioned, and recently have been. In the last four years, I think I've been busier than I was in the 10 years before that, <laughs> um, playing roles from uh, the past, a local pastor to a polygamist, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> on to playing a, a king, and then after that, a, a, a prison guard, and then a, 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 the owner of a hockey team and a career criminal. So I, I've been loving having the chance to play all these roles, and I think getting older, and has helped because I, I could play different kinds of characters now. Mm. New 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 ones have opened up, you know, for me. So um, I've been enjoying that uh, quite a bit. Hats off to you uh, with your acting skills because it's easy to get typecast, isn't it, when you do one role for so yes. long, for so long, and then everybody thinks, oh, we don't really want, uh, you know, uh, a Ralph. In our in our production, you know, but but you've proved them all right. wrong. You've proved them all wrong and shown what you can do. Yeah, it's I'm I'm still I'm still um you know on that mission. <laughs> I mean, I I have I have 
made great strides in that area for sure. Um, but I feel like there's a lot more to do still. And uh, so, so yeah, so there it is. <laughs> okay. You've also directed films, haven't you? And how, how did you get involved with directing films? Well, I knew that um, I'd want to direct at some point. Um, and there was a period uh, after I left the show where the acting you know, roles were, were a little tough to come by because of the, of the typecasting, uh, you know, reality that you just mm. mentioned. So I then, um, I, I had an opportunity to direct a play at a theater that I had done a play at. And, um, and I said, this would be a good way to, to start, you know, because it's not, you're not talking about, you know, a million dollars being spent on, on a production or 2 million or half a million. And, and, um, and it's in, in a, in an arena that I've felt very comfortable. I've done a lot of theater and, um, I knew, you know, I could work with actors and that's, it's mainly, it's an actor's medium. So, um, I did, I, I did a, my first play and, um, and it was, a, it was a success and I had a great experience with it. And then I went on to, do about four or five other plays and and then i i knew i'd want to direct film at some point because i was always into photography and into composition and and the aesthetics of that so i th thought it would be a great combination for me so um i i started looking for a good script and uh, i came uh, luckily i met this uh, a writer named karen kelly and she had a script that was a you know, could be done on a small budget independently. And it really was an actor's piece. It revolved around two teenagers, boy and girl at high school, uh, kind of a little bit of a Romeo Juliet type story and um, pretty heavy, heavy, heavy movie. But, and then I was able through kind of like uh, friends and family and some other people get, get, um, you know, the funding for the film and we did a pretty low budget, but um, it was again a great experience. So that was the beginning, uh, and then I went on to to do two other films. One called Moolah. This first one was called The Last Best Sunday, and uh, mm. great performances by the two leads, Angela Bettis and Douglas Spain. And then um, I did Moolah, which was a more of a comedy comedy drama, um, and had wonderful cast and. Uh, People can look that up on IMDb or something, and you'll see I uh, had a great cast, including Treat Williams, who I uh, was so saddened uh, when I heard he, you know, he tragically died in a in an accident. Um, but I got to work with him, and that was a that was really a, a pleasure. And a lot of Daniel Baldwin was in that film, and Doug Hutchinson and William Maypother and some uh, Ephraim Ramirez. So really terrific actors. Mm. So, um, and then uh, one more I did was a family film called Harley's Hill. And that was a really nice, sweet script. And uh, it was a, a good experience as well. And hopefully I, I have several uh, really good projects right now that I'm trying to, to you know, get going and get green lit or funded. Um, so I've been developing those and we'll see how that, how that uh you know transpires okay that sounds very interesting i'd love to talk to you about that or those when when they come off that would be uh that'd be really cool uh so okay singing 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're here, is to talk about uh, your new single, New York High. Uh, shall we have a quick, yeah. Let's have a quick listen to it, shall we? New sure. York is getting me high Girls by the store club have been catching my It's a shame I haven't got time to listen to all of it in the interview, but uh, I'll, I'll play it later. Uh, that's yeah. really good. Why did you go back to singing, Donnie? Uh, why did I go back? Um, well, it was my first love, so to speak. I mm. I was doing it before I was acting. Yeah, I was uh, pretty young, 13, going to a school in Manhattan. Uh, I, I grew up in, New, in Brooklyn, and um, I'd go there every Saturday for singing and acting and dancing lessons and and then i got picked from that from that school to be in a sort of a nightclub review uh comprised of seven of us i think it was uh, uh aged 14 to 16 and um and i got to do it in the nightclubs of up in the catskill mountains uh the summer i was turning 15 and wow. it was great great time great experience and and i i loved that and I love the music of, you know, the standards, the jazz standards. I, I've always loved and the Great American Songbook. And um, I put it aside after that that summer. Uh, I really then got focused on acting because I, I was seeing these wonderful films in the late 60s, which was sort of a, a renaissance period, I think, for film. A lot of the that were more like independent productions that were being done you know the uh, midnight cowboy the last picture show the graduate you know um and then uh, nicholson films that i really i became a huge fan of nicholson i saw five easy pieces when i was pretty young so th that put that turned my focus in, into um as i mentioned acting and but i knew what one one day i'd uh, come back to the music at, at the right time and and I did about ten years ago is when I decided to put together, you know, an act, a show, and um, started doing it in some jazz clubs in L.A. and then I did some in New York and Chicago and and then got to record a CD uh, before this one. It was called Mostly Mostly Swinging. It was <laughs> a great big with a great big band and it swings. It really swings. Wow. So so I love that. And um, and now I, I've got a new CD, which I'm excited about. Mm, you've got a very good voice, a fantastic oh, singer. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I listened to the, the you know the great singers of that style uh, a lot. I listened as a kid and sing, sang along with um, you know Sinatra and Nat King Cole and Sammy Davis, and and then my main man was Bobby Darren. He was a huge mm. Darren fan, mm. and he could do that kind of stuff as good as any of them. I saw him at the Copacabana in New York when I was 18. Wow. And Bobby, Bobby was phenomenal. So um, I sang along to, to those records over and over and, you know, got to, you learn, you learn from the, from the greats. And um, I sort of tried to 
not tried, it just happens. You assimilate some of that. You yeah, know? I understand. He sounds a little bit like Sammy Davis Jr. to me. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did listen to Sammy a lot. Um, and I got to see Sammy live uh, one time, which was, uh, you know, a huge, huge uh, treat. And I saw Sinatra live once too. Mm. So um, it was, I'm, I, I have such um, fondness and appreciation and love of, of that, of those entertainers and that genre of music. Yeah. Lovely. Fantastic. Um, so are you doing any concerts or gigs with your, your singing in the near future? You know, I had been doing uh, quite a bit of it, but um, uh, right now uh, I think, you know, because I was moving and it was a lot going on, I had to put it, put it on hold for a while. So um, I'm hoping to, to, to start up again soon because uh, I love it and, you know, uh, go and maybe come to the UK even and mm. and uh, do do a tour. People, yeah. we've been talking, we've been talking a little bit about that. My producer and I and some other people. So uh, hopefully that happens. That would be uh, fabulous. It would indeed. Yeah, I'll be there. Even though I'm in right. France, so <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. not too far. Right? It's not. No, <laughs> it's, it's an hour and a half in the air. <laughs> it's not very. Yeah, far. That's not too bad. It's that's not too bad at all. It's it's queuing up at the airport that takes longer than the flight itself, you know, sometimes. Yes, um, oh, that, that for sure. <laughs> what yeah. advice would you give to other people? Because your, your career is full of experience. You've done so much um, and uh, succeeded in, in so much as well. What advice would you give somebody listening to this episode of Music Stories uh, who's thinking about, mm. you, know, how to, you know, how to be a Donny Most? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. I think the the, the key for me was uh, being able to. I was passionate about it. If you know, I would tell people in the in the business if you're pursuing a career, whether it be acting or singing, it's similar, very similar. That if you don't absolutely love it and feel like this is what you have to do, don't you know find something else to do mm -hmm. because it's because it's so it could be very unfair it could be very cruel it's very difficult and and unless you but if you love it and you have to do it then you and have and then you have the perseverance and that's the huge part of it is the perseverance and belief and have to have that belief and perseverance that's uh uh that's what i usually would tell people that is fantastic and very accurate advice. I always ask people I interview about the advice thing because that's what Music Story is all about, is try and enthuse other people trying to get on in the music industry. Uh, Donny Most, thank you so much for talking to me on Music Stories. It's been fascinating. I'm sure we could have spoken for another couple of hours. Um, I think so. <laughs> yes, well, thank, thank you for having me, Tony. It was a pleasure speaking with you and, and uh, yes, maybe I'll see you in person when you fly from the south of France to uh, somewhere in the UK where I'll be performing. <laughs> if, if, if not, I'll come over to Colorado for the weekend. How's that? Yeah. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> your new single, New York High, is available now. And your website is realdonnymost.com where people can find out more. And uh, we'll put that with oh. the text. Yeah, I better put something about it on my website. I haven't updated it. <laughs> no problem. Thanks again, Donnie. Take care. Sure. Take care, Tony. Thank you.
Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide. Thank you.